ever brought your magic to Walt Disney World like, hey, we came to play? Did you tip your tiara to a Creole princess or get goofy officially? Step up like a boss and save the day? Or see what life's like under the tree of life? Did you? If you could. Would you? When we come through, it's true magic. Because we came to play. Bring the magic at Walt Disney World Resort. Life is a highway. And on it, there will be many chicken sandwiches. But there's only one crispy. So go ahead and hit the turn signal if you know about this juicy gem of a detour. Welcome back in another edition of College Golf Talk coming your way. Steve Burkowski and Brentley Romine with you late February. Brentley, three weeks, make that three months from right now. We're heading into match play for the women's NCAAs. It's going to be here before we know it, but you touched on it last week uh, in, in the show. This is when it sort of gets exciting. Late February, early March, great fields, a lot of teams in action. And uh, boy, we got a lot to go over. Yeah, Burko, did you know where I was a few days ago? Tell me. I was, Tell I was me. on the moon. I was at the Moon Golf Invitational, one of the best uh, tournament names in college golf, besides the Mickey Mouse Invitational, which also happened this week. But, uh, yeah, down in Melbourne, Florida, Suntree Country Club. I, I don't know if I told you this, uh, but I bought a video camera. I bought, like, a Sony camera that shoots 4K video, and I went down to the Moon Golf, and – Got a cart, drove around, played around with the camera, shot some video, got some interviews. I edited a preview video for the Darius Rucker next week. Apparently, it's good enough to where Golf Channel is going to put it on their social media platform. So uh, not to not to pat myself on the back, Burko, but I feel like when they talk about uh, backpack journalists and being able to do a bunch of different things, I mean, podcasting, writing, now video, I mean, watch out. Watch out. I mean, you are a triple threat. Love it. Love it. You're owning it. You're making things happen. Uh, and we always make things happen weekly here on College Golf Talk, which is as always brought to you by Velocity Global as they seamlessly connect employers and talent, anyone, anywhere, anytime, anyhow. And its global work platform is built on cloud-based technology, compliance expertise, and unmatched scale. In 185 countries in all 50 United States, the world of work, it is forever changed. Talent can live anywhere, work for anyone and get the job done. And more than 1,000 businesses engage top talent in another state or country without the need to set up a foreign entity or registration. And they rely on Velocity Global to make it simple and compliant. Velocity Global, accelerating the future of work. To learn more, visit velocityglobal.com slash golf lot going on let's jump right into it the water sound also a friendly florida tournament name if you will <laughs> what, um, what sound does water make i mean i mean are we talking question. about a splash a splash or a drip i mean is it, is it a belly flop does it just go everywhere it's a, <laughs> it's a legitimate question but the question was looking at live scoring down the stretch, Vanderbilt, Georgia Tech, back and forth as a team. And the Commodores, when you win national championships, in my opinion, you find ways to get it done. 
during the regular season, and that's exactly what they did. Yeah, I thought for a minute there, Georgia Tech was going to win this golf tournament because they shot the round of the day in the final round. They led for most of the day. And Vandy, you know, as you said, they just, I mean, when you have Gordon Sargent shooting at 66 in the final round, that was the individual round of the day. He finishes T2. Uh, you, you have a player like Cole Sherwood who everyone talks about Gordon Sargent. And Cole Sherwood is a top 10 prospect in the college game right now he's a big time player basically gets ignored on this team but he goes out he makes a 25 footer for eagle i think it was actually a little bit uh inside of that and then makes a 25 footer for par on 18 and vanderbilt edges georgia tech by one shot and we've seen them win tournaments by double digits but i I think this is their most impressive victory to date just in terms of we know when you get further in the season, things get harder and sometimes you got to come from behind and you see it in other sports too, especially in basketball, but in college basketball in full swing right now, we're near in March madness. There's something to be said for winning close. And so I think Scott Limbaugh has to be super thrilled uh, with this squad. And uh, <laughs> we, we both know Scotty well, uh, one of the great greatest quotes in the college game, if nothing else, he's very excited every time you know he talks. He's like a football coach. I, I just got to read this this quote, Burko, and and I'll read it in a little bit of a a Scotty voice. But uh, this, <laughs> uh, this this was a great team win. We're excited about how those guys rose to the challenge. However, we have to continue to stay hungry for improvement and not allow the disease of me to rob us of our joy. How about that, Burko? The disease of me to rob us of our joy. When you're the hunted, you have to fight to protect each other and move forward together. And that is not an easy thing to do, but it is necessary for sustaining success. How about that? I mean, that great, great quote. One of the all time best that I've heard. Uh, And your impression of Scotty, a strong B plus. You, You said it. You just sort of went with it. So the quote, right. <laughs> you're, uh, yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, kudos to you. Kudos to uh, Scotty and the team getting the job done. You uh, alluded to the fact Gordon Sargent tied for second. So that stroke average still strongly stays in the 67s. Freddie catcher up. Yeah. Lap in the field. Uh, one of the great names from Florida state. Uh, he wins by five individually. Georgia tech, a shot back. Florida state played well. Alabama played well sort of a draw the line in the sand there. But then maybe on the flip side, Oklahoma State tied for six, 34 shots back. I know it's late February, a lot of pride there. Uh, There's some question marks that need to be answered, uh, in my estimation, very, very soon if they're going to be a postseason threat. Yeah, sixth, seventh, sixth, seventh now in their four-stroke play events this season. Um, I guess anytime you lose a player like Eugenio Shikara, it's hard to to replace that score, you know, round it, round in and round out. And you look at a team like Georgia Tech that's had some surprise guys step up, like Hiroshi Tai, who's got two wins, three top tens. Oklahoma State really hasn't had that. I mean, you look at the bottom of this lineup with Dylan Stewart and Leo Oyo, Jordan Wilson, even Bo Jin. I mean, Oklahoma State is a two-player team right now. And so I think Alan Bratton's, you know, he's he's got a, um, well, I mean, he can't really do anything. It's the players who have to hit the shots. But 
I think he has to, you know, maybe try to press some different buttons, try to get some more out of those guys at the back end of the lineup. John Burns intercollegiate in Hawaii ended a few days ago individually. Sam Bennett, a uh, co-champ with Samson Zhang of Cal, and does it by closing with a tidy little 11 under par 61 for Sam. And how about BYU lapping the field 22 under the last day? They win by 18. But I know it's Sam Bennett. We've talked about him a lot. The U.S. amateur champ, a lot on his plate after that victory. Uh, in New Jersey last summer, and the schedule might look a little different moving forward. Yeah, I had a chance to to call Sam on Saturday night, and they were still in Hawaii. I mean, th- these college kids, man, they they have it rough getting to go on a, a free vacation, basically to play a little golf, hang out, and eat some good food. And I, I think uh, Sam said they went to one of the mountains there, kind of walked around. He said he's been to the Grand Canyon. This was better than that, but. It was interesting because before the Arizona intercollegiate a couple of weeks ago where he was T6, he had he didn't play any competitive golf or any organized golf with A&M since October. And he he's he's a little bit different in the sense that most of these college kids room with their teammates, other golfers. Sam Bennett lives with three three guys who don't play on the golf team and but who love golf, they go out and play casually. So he goes out get some music playing, has a good time. And I mean, that's kind of what he needs. And, and just to kind of refresh and after winning the USAM, all the attention, and he's a, he's a guy that doesn't really like the spotlight on him too much. Like he prefers just to kind of do his own thing. But one interesting thing in the fact that last week he was supposed to be playing at Riviera with the PGA tour players as the USAM champ, he got an invite to the Genesis. Well, he declined that because He's 100% committed to A&M, to this team. And he loves college golf, and so he's not going to play Bay Hill. Uh, he's not going to play the RBC Heritage. He's only going to play the Masters. So I thought that was pretty cool. I mean, a kid who has all this professional opportunity that people would, you know, would kill for, and he chooses to play college golf. I, I think you got to commend Sam Bennett. Yeah, pick your moments. Pick where you want to make the most of that last semester. Help your team. Maybe win a national title. Certainly in the mix for an individual crown. That stuff will be there. And experience is wonderful. You could go finish third. You're not collecting eight hundred grand. You're getting a pat on the back as an amateur. So uh, easier said than done to walk away from those. But if he continues to play well. Um, I think both you and I, if the desire is there from his standpoint, uh, to, to maybe have some success at the next level. I, I, I really think it's all dependent on Sam Bennett because from a golfing standpoint, uh, we know just how talented he is. Yeah, and I'm, I'm following, as we're doing this full transparency, it is Wednesday night. The prestige is still going on. They had a shotgun start. It's windy out there in, in uh, Palm Springs. But I think, Burko, I don't want to call the team thing yet. Maybe if it finishes before we finish the pod, we can go back. But the individual is over. Ludwig Aberg wins the individual title for Texas Tech. William Mouse second. Michael Thorborn third. Just check out this finish. It it baffles my mind. I know it's windy out there, and it's a Greg Norman course, and so it's probably pretty tight, um, although I haven't been out there. But those three players, three of the best players in college golf, played the last four holes, 
and a combined 10 over par. Michael Thorburnson um, went bogey, five, double, it, double, par. Yeah, five over there. There's six, seven. There's eight, nine, 10. So three of the very best in college golf. Certainly one, two, if not all three, maybe on the PGA Tour in a couple of years. I think we're that uh, high on, on their prospects. So it speaks to that. Um, but I love, I'm getting the sense three months out, Rayhawk's going to be just extra special. And, and it maybe is going to be that individual race. I mean, the team title, we always find drama one way or another. Um, but you throw those guys in the mix, see if Sargent can win two in a row. Um, it is, it is promising and, and we'll monitor Pepperdine should be okay with a five shot lead considering one of the players on the golf course in Roberto Nieves is a drop score. So it really doesn't matter what he does. Yeah. Um, but when you look at Pepperdine, Texas Tech, Stanford, three best teams in the field of a big field of 24, and they're going to go one, two, three. So uh, I give Michael Beard a lot of credit. You win it. You had a chance last year. That roster looks very different. Um, yet Hitchner and Mauer finding a way, changing the dynamic there to certainly have them on the uh, second layer of teams, in my opinion, to keep an eye on, you know, you can throw six, eight, 10 squads in there, um, which then gets intriguing of player of the year. I mean, right now it's Sargent, but who says Aberg doesn't go on a run or Thorby Ornson yeah. is right in the mix as well. And those are just three off the top of, you know, our minds. Yeah. I mean, you could add William Mao. And there too, with three top three finishes now, it still probably needs a couple wins. But, you know, kind of looking at the resume so far, and I think Ludwig getting this win is huge. It's his first win of the year. They had their spring opener um, in Hawaii a couple weeks ago, obviously canceled. So he hasn't really, he doesn't really have many results. He's got a third, a T5, a T8 as well. Uh, Thor, one, uh, one of the best events of the season so far at Olympia Fields. T3, a couple eighth place finishes, but Gordon Sargent, man, uh, this resume so far that he's building now with two wins. One of them, of course, is the 18 hole sprint at the East Lake Cup, but wins the John Haight, couple runners up, a T3, a T7. One of those guys goes on a run and wins two or three events in a row and the, and the other guys don't win. I mean, the player of the year, could be theirs, but I just have a feeling, Burko, with this PGA Tour U accelerated. Something just tells me that if Gordon Sargent continues to play like this, he's going to win the Haskins Award, he's going to win the Nicholas Award, he's going to win the Hogan Award. And I just think it's because people, you know, he will be deserving of it. But the thing is, if he wins all three of those, he's got a PGA Tour card. And I think maybe that could sway some voters. But uh, again, all that said, if he keeps playing like this, he deserves it. Um, but that's just something, another wrinkle to kind of keep an eye on. Yeah, never changing each and every week, um, you know, ups and downs, uh, due in large part to uh, performance, which is what makes the game so great. Uh, men to the women, you talked about the Moon Golf Invitational LSU, top 10 team in the country. They win by nine. Northwestern Florida rounding out the top three. Florida made a run. Florida got within two or three shots. Coming down the stretch, um, could not get it done, but a, a good week for the Gators. Needed to see LSU play well. If I'm going to split hairs to see Ingrid Lindblad shoot 73-1 over 
in that final day, I thought, okay, she's going to get on a bit of a run. Still tie for fifth. Um, a good week there. I, you, I've got to see more depth four or five for LSU to be a legitimate contender. Their top three, really, really good. Um, it's the back half of the lineup that that concerns me. Emily Fletcher, head coach Northwestern, maybe thought oh, it was great a finish. two. Or, yeah, maybe thought it was a two or three year run about four or five years ago, but she's recycled the lineup. Heck of a coach. Doesn't get talked about nearly enough. Uh, and how about Michigan State? Top five finish, round of the day in that last uh, 18, shooting 12 under. And uh, it goes well beyond uh, the game of the golf, uh, what, what the Spartans were able to do. Yeah, you know, I, I did. obviously I was down there earlier this week and, you know, got a chance to talk their, to their head coach, Stacey Stoll. And um, it, it's, it was a tough week. And, I mean, she's been around the game for almost three decades. I think t this is his, her uh, 26th season. Uh, as as the head coach, and she said it was the hardest week, the toughest week of her career, you know, and and it, and it wasn't even close. I mean, you have, you know, three students get killed in a shooting last week. Um, she actually said three of her players were locked down in the athletic building until 1 a.m. and had to be escorted out by SWAT team members. And the next morning, they had already had a, a team – practice planned at country club of lansing so they were all, all there by 11 a.m 10 30 a.m and there was actually an athletics call and all coaches meeting on zoom and the school basically said no athletic activities well you know stacy's like my team is already here um so they basically held a meeting and they just kind of talked and she said it, it affected everyone you know no one was directly directly affected in terms of uh, they didn't know the, the the victims, but at the same time, they were because it's you know three three of their own. I mean, um, you know, three students and three young adults, and you know, living life just like them with dreams and aspirations, and going to college, and it's the best time of your life. So it was really tough on her team, and she said it was 51 degrees. It was perfect weather. Um, she had to give them the option. You know, you could go home. Um, or you could stay and do your own thing. And every single player chose to go out there and and play. And then she thought to herself, you know, I, I'm supposed to be bringing five players in a couple of days down to Florida for a golf tournament. I'm not going to leave my other three players behind. So she did whatever she needed to do. They got an NCAA waiver to travel with the, uh, the entire team. And she brought all eight of them down on Thursday. They played Mountain Lake, which is a Seth Rayner design. They're going to be playing Fox Chapel, another Rayner for the Big Tens. Um, great course in Florida. And just to kind of get away, she said that round really did a lot. Like she saw them smile for the first time. They went to Bach Tower, looked at the gardens there, and then they go and play three rounds and didn't get off to the best of starts. You know, it's uh but that final round i mean they shot 12 under it was the best round of the day uh junior leela reigns tied for the the individual title technically lost in a playoff on a 40-foot eagle putt um but so she got to take home the second place trophy but it will go in the record book as a co-victory and um, I know you're you're a Michigan guy, Burko, but you know you look at what the baseball team did for Michigan State beating Michigan last Friday to get that first win since you know of any sports team at Michigan State since that tragedy last week. The wrestling team won last Friday. The basketball team upset Indiana at home on Tuesday night, and then the the women's golf team brings back and 
you know, it's just sports, right? But Stacy brought up a good point. She said, and this was kind of her message to the team. It's like, you know, something that you can do for this university and for everyone affected is to go out and try your hardest and and try to give this university something to smile about. You know, like it's just golf, but at the same time, you know, sports can heal. I mean, even even if it's just a little bit. And so I, I thought it was really cool um, how they were able to finish. And uh, who knows? I mean, maybe this this can inspire them to to go on and, you know, maybe have kind of a, a storybook ending, you know, to their season, you know, overcoming tragedy and, uh, you know, maybe they'll, they'll win a championship, whether it's a conference or a national title. Yeah. Really good insight there from, from you getting down uh, to Melbourne and having boots on the ground, talking about the, the heartbreaking tragedy, uh, tragedy, excuse me, that everyone dealt with in East Lansing. And yes, my wife, a proud Wolverine, but it was cool to see even what Jawan and everyone did uh, for the men's basketball team when uh, Tom Izzo was there. It's, it's crazy the world we live in. I don't want to go down that <laughs> of the road of 2023 and what we all have to deal with, but when it affects our kids, people's kids, um, boy, it's supposed to be a safe haven. So uh, as you said, perhaps some inspiration can be drawn. Uh, and we all say uh, a little extra something special and show some support for those uh, that they can hopefully heal uh, sooner rather than later. Couple of big events coming up, men and women, guys heading out to Vegas, Southern Highlands, one of my all-time favorites. And you take a look at this field, Oklahoma, North Carolina, Georgia Tech, Florida, Texas, Georgia, Texas A&M, Illinois, who could win? Who's got the most to prove? I I'm sitting here looking at the question you pose, and yes, they, they, they all they're, 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 <laughs> all they're so good. Yeah, I mean, I could give you a case for everything, but at the bare simple facts that we've been touting, North Carolina and Vanderbilt, UNC, the Tar Heels need to go out there and win that golf tournament. To say, okay, without, you know what? Without Austin Greaser, though. True, true. Um, so Keenan Poole's pretty that, good. Keenan Poole's a pretty yeah. good fifth guy if you got a seven in there. He's he's had some big rounds in his career. True, but then you could also say they've got the most approved. What can you do without Austin Greaser? Yeah, I agree with that. Um, yeah, you know, Georgia Tech, how do they bounce back after the tough defeat? Uh, I'm intrigued to see Florida. Yes, I'm a Gator, proud of it. Two nice wins, lesser strength of field events, still a win's a win. Can they go out there and compete with the big boys? Uh, I think the potential's there. We never overlook the Sooners. Uh, Illinois, we haven't talked about Mike Small's team, and I just have a feeling come match play, uh, they're trending in the right direction. He's He's got a good squad there. I mean, Adrian, Tommy Cool um, at, at the top of that lineup. Actually, I just saw uh, on, on Twitter they were – I think I don't know if they just reopened their home course and kind of refurbished all their home golf club and stuff. But I mean, in Champaign, it looks pretty, pretty dang cool. I think Mike Small, that's only going to help recruiting. And I, 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 I reached out to him on, on Twitter. I said, instead of calling it this big name, I forget what who it's named after. They should just call it Smallville. <laughs> How about that? I mean, just call it Smallville. Say, come to Smallville. It's a Smallville after all, like just come on down to Smallville and win national championships. So um, I, I, I like Illinois. I mean, I think this is a, 
obviously a well-coached bunch, but I think they're talented. I think they kind of fly a little bit under the radar. Just a couple more teams. I think this is a big week for Georgia to kind of show that they are uh, among the upper et uh, echelon of, of college golf teams and capable of getting into match play this year. Oklahoma still trying to figure them out just a little bit. I know they're really good, but I, I, I think they're still trying to, to, to find that one guy that's going to step up and, and really be that consistent number one week in and week out. You know, they have a lot of really good players, a, a, a ton of depth. Um, but I, I, I just think that whether it's Patrick Welch or Andrew Goodman or someone just needs to, to step up just a little bit more. Uh, but yeah, loaded field. Um, you you got to be feeling really good about yourself if you come out this week. I mean, Texas is another team that we didn't even talk about. I mean, a young team. We'll see how these freshmen can continue to play. Um, uh, yeah, I mean, it's it's just loaded top to bottom. I was I, I went to that event once, Burko, and um, this was probably about six or seven years ago. But uh, pretty cool course. I mean, great great conditioning. A really good closing stretch, that par five that kind of has that creek run through the middle, and a PGA Tour exemption, I believe, on the line. Although we'll have to see what happens with the Shriners Open and the fall schedule. But uh, as far as I know, a PGA Tour exemption will be will be played for next week. I was a fixture at Southern Highlands for the better part of a decade. Jim Delaney, his crew, phenomenal. You talked about the course, impeccable shape. When I go to Vegas and when you're a father of two and happily married, you don't go as much as you used to go, but that they treated us like Kings love playing golf there. These guys uh, are in for a real treat uh, because it's usually uh, as hard as a rock and going to be very, very challenging. Uh, but if you don't go to Vegas, you go to Hilton head, you hop in a car and you go to long Cove for the juxtaposition Burko, the, the yeah. juxtaposition for arguably the strongest regular season women's event on the calendar. Darius Rucker, year number two, thrilled to have it on our air uh, Monday through Wednesday on Golf Channel. Wake Forest, Oregon, LSU, Texas, Baylor, Arizona State, Auburn, Duke, Virginia, Georgia. I mean, you name it, just about everyone's going to be there. I've always said when I hit the Powerball and no one ever sees me, I'll be in Hilton Head. Don't look for me. Long Cove, phenomenal. Bob Patton had the professional there, 35 plus years. When I went last year, it was probably my first time back since late 90s working in South Carolina and still the Southern Low Country hospitality off the charts. Love the golf course. You and I have been to a ton of college events. Everyone's warm, welcoming. What can we do? This place is good as any. There was like, sidebar here hey there's a little dinner we'd love you to come up to the clubhouse and say hello and have a drink and eat we get there last year 300 people all the members not for us but to even be included to say you're part of us and the teams and it was just we were all in disbelief of the food how great it is because we love the low country cuisine um can you tell I like Hilton Head? I like Long Cove. I like what we're getting into here. I was just going to say, I, I should probably not eat for a few days because it sounds like I'm going to gain a little weight when I get up there. It's uh, as good as you possibly can be. Darius Rucker has the concert. He showed back up, gave out the trophy, surprised the women. 
The um, guitar, um, right? It, that's one of the best yeah. trophies in all of golf. It's, and it's one of his guitars, I believe. Like it's the kind of the the rota of guitars he uses. I think he just signs it and gives it out. Wake, can they keep rolling? Oregon coming off a nice win. LSU, same could be said about them. We talked about Baylor last week on the podcast. Auburn, I threw that as a wild card team in the fall. Still like their prospects to make a run in into match play. This is what you want. Knock on wood. Weather's supposed to be really good. High 60s, low 70s on a really good golf course that we saw Stanford lose a week ago. You can maybe now start convincing me if Wake Forest wins or Oregon wins that they've got potential, um, not problems, but competition come Greyhawk. Yeah, I, I think that's the biggest storyline for this event is the Wake versus Oregon, kind of who who's the who's the the number two behind Stanford. And I think Wake, you know, opening with the spring with back-to-back wins, They their last win was in the Bahamas. They actually beat, you know, the top five in that field are all here um, at the Darius Rucker. LSU was second, ASU, Auburn, South Carolina rounded out the top five. So we'll, we'll see if uh, Kim, Kim Llewellyn's squad can continue that momentum. Uh, LSU is, is intriguing because, you know, you look um, – you know, you look back at, you know, their last 10, 10 events dating back to last season, they, they got five wins, two seconds. So they've, they've won some events. And, and you mentioned the top three, it, it starts with Ingrid Lindblad, uh, five top tens so far this season, one win, but doesn't play long cove club. Well, she, I don't think she has a top 10. It's like maybe three of her six finishes in her career outside the top 10 have, have come at this course. Something about it. I mean, Pete Dye design, tight, like tricky. It just doesn't really suit her eye. But yeah, I talked to her earlier this week, and she's. A, I think I finally figured it out. So look for Ingrid Lindblad. The individual field's tough. You got four of the top ten right now in golf stat. Rachel Keen from Wake, Hannah Darling, heck of a player from South Carolina. Jenny Bay, who bypassed going to Q Series uh, last November to return for one more semester with Georgia. You look at Oregon coming off that win at Palos Verdes. I mean, we could go on and on. I mean, this is, as most loaded fields are, there's just a ton of talent, ton of storylines. And, you know, I, th- I think we're going we're gonna to get to Wednesday, you know, down the stretch. You're going to be on the broadcast. That last hour is going to be pretty fun, I think. Yeah, looking forward to it. Drive safely. It's a smooth five hours from Central Florida. Make sure you have breakfast at Stacks. We'll meet up there one day and uh, looking forward to it. I mean, I feel like we rip through things quickly, but sometimes you just got to go fast and furious. And we said we'd take a look. Do we do we have a potential prestige update? <laughs> I hadn't I hadn't seen it. I it's mean, almost I like they the, just stopped playing. Uh, it, well, I with the, with the with the wind out there, you never know. They they may have. Well, I, I was looking at the forecast. It was a consistent 15, 16, but gusts up to 50. I, I, I'm not even sure that was that's possible, but I guess it is down there. I saw the video um, on for anyone. Just go and look at Baylor Men's Golf Twitter account. They got this video. It looks like um, they're in some sort of sandstorm, which I guess is what they call it. And I, I don't know. I just feel for for all those players eyes i mean have you ever been in something like that burka where you're just staring in just to the sand just blowing like that just into your face and i mean 
Is that is that painful? I mean, what's the dynamic of that? The the, the closest I was uh, Utah Corn Ferry Tour. I'm going to say about six or seven years ago, Thanksgiving Point in Lehigh, Utah, and we had a 10 minute microburst. Maybe even a a haboob came zipping through Utah. What? That it went from go what? Google a, a what haboob. did you say? A haboob oh, is a weather oh, dynamic, predominantly in Phoenix area. Maybe wasn't in Utah. Storm. Yes. Atmospheric gravity current. That just sounds like some. Uh, uh, that just it, sounds like some other world stuff. It went from five miles an hour to sixty. They held everyone in place. Uh, I remember Trip Eisenhower was on the course. Luckily, I was in the booth. Had never seen anything like it, especially that. It was nothing. It was there, and it was gone in ten minutes. So, um, no, I can't relate to the wind whipping around, uh, sand in your eyes. Um, no, thank you. So, kudos to all those young men. Um, we will certainly let you know next week if Pepperdine doesn't get the job done. But always fun. A lot to go through. I think we uh, touched on it all. Uh, so, again, drive safely. I will see you in the low country of the palmetto state in a few days and as always for everyone tuning in to another edition of college golf talk we appreciate it for brentley i'm burka we'll do it again next week take care Dietz and watson's been making meats and cheeses the right way since forever What's that mean? It means never cutting corners, ever. It means cooking, not processing. It means our Virginia brand ham that's cooked to perfection, then twice baked to layer the flavors. It takes more time, but you can taste the difference. We come to work every day to do it the right way, even if it's the hard way. Because if it's not right for us, it's not right for you. Dietz and Watson, it's a family thing since 1939. Life is a highway. And on it, there will be many chicken sandwiches. But there's only one crispy. So go ahead and hit the turn signal if you know about this juicy gem of a detour.